You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be back in front of the microphone with y'all this week. Um, I'm super excited about this topic um, in particular, but really quickly, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who joined my time with God Challenge. It was such a treat to do the promotion for this actual challenge. And last week, if you don't know, I actually went live every single day on Instagram and talked about a ton of different topics from how to hear God's voice um, to how to turn your mental to-do list off when you're with God, just all different types of things. So if you're interested in wanting to know about some of those topics, I will link my Instagram below for you and you can go look at the replays that are on my page. And they were so, so, so good. And everybody enjoyed me going live every day. So This week, I am going to be talking about a topic that I actually did a live on, I want to say it was about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and it got a ton, a ton, a ton of people that were just like sharing and commenting, saying it was so good. And so I felt like I wanted to dedicate a specific podcast to this topic because I know that um, it's not always talked about, and it is something that definitely is missing when we talk about, you know, just our mental health. And this was something that I learned very much so in counseling when I was going through my two years was something my therapist pressed on me all the time about the topic of boundaries. And even as I have revisited counseling this year, this is this topic has come up again because I do believe that although you go to counseling, you work through your problems, you work through the things that you have healed from, you're constantly always in maintenance phase. So like if you're working out and you lose 100 pounds, you're constantly in maintenance phase. 
if you go back to your old habits, you're going to gain weight. If you go back to your old way of doing things, you're going to have those things come back. And so boundaries has been one of those things that I have been heavily working on over the last two and a half years, of course. Like I said, kind of about the time I've been working in therapy, but really have honed in on in the last year. And I've noticed it more as I've grown comfortable with saying no um, and being very, very clear about what I want and what I don't want to share with people and also who I want and who I don't want in my life. Because I also think that many times we think that boundaries is something we learn overnight and it's not. It's something that takes you having to dig deep and understand why you have struggles with boundaries, why you struggle with the emotional weight of what other people will think of you or what other people are saying, and also the actual overwhelm triggers that come up when, and the fear, the true fear of just putting things down and saying no. There's such a guilt, there's such a shame that can be associated with that. And so I really want to talk about that today and like give you some reflection thoughts, but also kind of really just bring to your awareness where this comes from. Y'all know I like I always say I talk about counseling and I and I try to really give you more of the awareness piece of what mental health looks like and how it can be how it actually practically looks on a day-to-day basis but really I want to bring to your awareness the things that impact you and so boundaries are one of those things when we don't have good boundaries so many areas of our lives are impacted we feel taken advantage of we feel like people are always out to hurt us we don't have really good healthy um, relationships with people we think that People are always going to be in our lives to hurt us. And so it creates this narrative that I always have to do this and you don't. You just genuinely don't, sis. So I want to really give you some reflective questions I'm going to ask you. And then I'm going to name some things that have some correlation as to why boundaries are such a problem for us. And then talk through some like strategies on how to overcome so the first thing I like to give is a real example of a, of what boundaries actually looks like. Um, and I'm going to give uh, a brief scripture that I read actually this morning. It was so interesting that I read it because I did not catch it when I was actually reading it. But then when I further just kind of thought about the scripture, I was like, yo, Jesus had boundaries. And was very clear on what he was and wasn't going to do. And that was like very encouraging to me because I think sometimes we think that, oh, we have to help everybody. Oh, we have to do what everybody is saying to do in the name of the Lord. Or we all we should take people's advice and all these things. And so it was a very short set of scripture. And I'm just going to give a synopsis of it. But I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you the scriptures. So it's John 7. And it is verse one through nine. And so basically what was happening was Jesus had done all these different miracles and he was becoming very known. And so the Jews were, you know, getting heed to who he was and was like, 
we need to get rid of this man, like period. So of course, you know, Christ know that because he's the OG, of course. So in verse one, it says, after these things, Jesus walked to Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews, now the Jews feast of the, of tabernacles was at hand. So basically it was a time in Judea when they were having a feast and Jesus's brothers came to him and said, depart from here. Basically was telling him depart from where he was um, in Galilee and go into Judea. Your disciples also may see the works you were doing. So basically they were basically saying like, you are this person. Why don't you just go to Judea and just prove to them who you are? Like, go do that. And so verse four says, no one else does anything in secret while he while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world for even his brothers did not believe in him. So they were basically saying, like, go show yourself, go show yourself out. So this is what happened. This is what the OG did. Then Jesus said to them, my time has not come yet, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it, testify of its evil works. You go up to the feast. I am not going up to this feast for my time has not yet fully come. So Jesus was saying at this point, I can't go because if I go, it's not the time for me to be killed. If I go, the timing of this will be off and God's promise wouldn't be fulfilled because he would be basically getting killed at the time he wasn't supposed to be. And so Jesus is basically saying, look, I'm not going. Um, There's nothing you can tell me to make me go and you can go, but I'm not going. And so essentially he put a boundary up to say, this is what I'm not doing because I understand in myself when my time is supposed to come, I'll go. But right now it's not that. Or I understand that this is not the appropriate time for me to go. I'm not going to go. There's nothing you can convince me of. There's nothing you can tell me to do. And so he didn't go. And so to start that off to say, in painting a picture of boundaries, boundaries are like a baby gate. When a baby has a parameter where they can and can't go to, When you open that baby gate up, they are going to have frolic free time in wherever they feel like they can go. And so boundaries are essentially a baby gate. When you close that baby gate up and that baby is no longer able to go past that place, they're going to kick and scream. They're going to holler. They're going to be so upset. But eventually they're going to know I cannot go past this point. And so when we put boundaries in place for people, ourselves, what we do and what we don't want to share, all these things, we're basically saying, I'm not going to do this or go past this point because one, it may not be comfortable for me. Jesus within himself was like, if I go there, it's not going to be safe for me. And so boundaries create a place of safety, not only physically, but emotionally, mentally, and also spiritually. So we have to be in mind of the boundaries within those categories that essentially help us to be safe. So I'll give you an example of something that could be very mentally, when you have mentally unhealthy boundaries or emotionally unhealthy boundaries or relational unhealthy boundaries. You overdo for everyone. You do and overdo and always commit to doing everything for everybody. But all the while you're tired 
You don't genuinely feel like you want to do it. You don't feel happy doing it, but you do it because you're trying to prove your support or you may feel like this is just what I have to do. It always feels like obligation versus it actually being genuine. And so what happens is we feel run down all the time. We feel like we're so obligated to every commitment and under the sun and we don't create space for ourselves and we don't know how to take care of ourselves. We don't know how to self-care. We don't know all these things because we don't know how to say no. So you become emotionally drained when people call you. You actually even get irritated when that person name come across your phone because you're like, I don't have the mental space for it. You feel overwhelmed when it comes to having to manage the priorities of your own life. So even having to manage your kids on top of everybody else's needs, you don't feel like you have the space for yourself to even breathe at times. And so what happens is we create, we don't create these boundary points. And so throughout life, we almost feel obligated to fulfill all these things because if we don't fulfill them, where we're not a good Christian, God's going to be angry with us, or we feel obligated to all these people. So they're going to be angry with us, and they're going to be the ones that are going to, you know, chastise us or make us feel bad. So if Jesus really, like, was all hung on about pleasing his brothers, he would essentially left and went to that feast and got killed before the timing of of his purpose. And so not only will this cause harm to us, but it can potentially also make us be put into a place where we have to please other people and you just have to make the choice. And so my first question is, what is your definition of boundaries? If it's just simply saying no, that's fine. My second question is, where does your lack of boundaries show up? When you do you have very unhealthy relationships with people? Do you feel committed to always doing everything everybody, everything for everybody? Do you feel overly committed at, in ministry where you feel like you can't even take a sabbatical or take time off from doing things within ministry? Like that's a big one. And feeling it's an obligatory thing to where if you do take a break, you're not You're not um, pleasing God or feeling. And again, I'm not saying these things to like beat nobody over the head, but I'm laying it out very clear that we can sometimes overdo in ministry to run ourselves into the ground. And God calls us to places of rest. Is there a time where you feel like you could take a month or two off? Is that an issue? And if that's an issue, reevaluate your boundaries for yourself. And truly, too, if God gives us rest and knowing that he also rested, why would he not allow you to have a sabbatical or a time off? When people have babies, they go on break. They have maternity leaves. That was a traumatic situation to give birth to a child. Why would they just hop back into what they're supposed to do the next day? Is that obligatory for them to do so? So those are the things that I'm asking of like, where do these like of boundaries show up in your relationships with people? Do you always have to answer the phone when they call? Do you always have to be available? Can you take a day off and not answer emails? What are some things also that come up when you say no? So what does your body physically feel? Do you feel Overwhelmed? Do you feel like you have a headache? Do you feel hot? Do you feel fearful when you say no to somebody? And if that's the case, look at the boundaries that have been 
created. And I know there's a lot of people that might listen to my podcast that have kids. So like being able to say no to family when they're taking care of your kids and like not wanting to burn your bridge or what that may look like. But there's also times where you have to start creating space for yourself to stand up for yourself and or find other help and or find other avenues to be able to create the space where you can feel okay with saying no. And then lastly, what are some of the difficulties you have with saying no? And when I say difficulties, I'm not talking about the triggers, what comes up for you. I'm talking about why do you feel like you can't say no? Why do you feel like this guy who you're talking to, even though he does, you know, you want to be with him, but he's not faithful. He's not communicative. He's not this. So you feel like if I, if I give up on this relationship, I'll be alone forever. That is like not true. And one, two, at the same time, you are opening space for an unhealthy boundary to be put into place very early on in a relationship. And so with these things, I want to talk about the causes of why we have unhealthy boundaries. These things can look like rejection, people pleasing. We have a lack of confidence. We don't have an identity within ourselves, so we don't even know who we are. We have trauma with other people, so we have gone through multiple situations where disappointment has occurred. And we also overthink, and so we constantly want others to be pleased so we overthink what they're going to do. And so this comes up in the process of us creating boundaries because we have to know why do I always feel rejected by people? And if I get rejected by somebody, is that going to bother me? If it is going to bother you, you may then not want to create boundaries. And so what happens is because you don't do it, you further overwhelm yourself by overdoing for any and everybody and their mama. And how is that, how is that truly, truly Christ-like? How is it like truly, truly to ram yourself into the grounds and feel so tired when really what it is, is having clarity on what you're doing. If you're clear about why you're serving the church and why you're serving God's house, is it for the purpose of really pleasing God, pleasing God genuinely and loving him? I don't do this podcast out of pleasing y'all. I do this podcast consistently out of the fact that I love God so much and I truly enjoy seeing his people be fulfilled. It is not for numbers. It is not for the number of people who listen. It is not for um, accolades to me. It is truly out of serving God with my whole heart because I love him. And it has taken me a long time to genuinely love God. Because I was so overwhelmed and so wrapped up in so much hurt and pain for years that I felt like I have to do this to prove to God I love him. Or I have to do this to prove my um, salvation to God. Or I have to do this to prove these things to God. And it's like if you're serving out of a place of proving, then it's not in a space of genuinely wanting to serve. And so I don't say this to be like dedication or commitment because there are many times where we're committed to serving God or we're committed to serving his people or committed to our lives or our husbands or our wives or our children. 
and you're tired. Like, that's not what I'm saying. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But I'm coming from a place of like truly of boundaries of having to understand when you are so, so drained and doing it out of a space of I have to do this because of obligatory or feeling obligatory and I don't mean it as like yeah you take care of your kids like I want to make that clear I don't want to make it seem as if serving or doing things or being committed to serving God and his people or serving your families or serving that becomes is not going to be draining because it is but it becomes a thing of your heart posture and so I say all this to say because I think that we just cannot become slaves to things that are that feel like you don't have an option to leave or say no. That's what I'm trying to say. Jesus had the option to say yes or no, whether he was going to this feast in Judea. And he said no, because he had clarity to know that it was not his time, because if he had went before, it was going to essentially cause him his life. And so having that level of wisdom and knowing, hey, I can't talk to my friend who has 50 million things going on right now and give her advice because I myself am mentally drained from my own life. I don't have the emotional capacity to help. So it would be doing me a disservice and further drain me more to give in a place where I'm completely empty and completely depleted. That's what I mean. And so creating the boundary to have clarity to know for yourself, hey, I need to take a break or hey, I need to put up some parameters because I'm not being treated well emotionally or I'm not being treated well um, mentally or physically or relationally. That's what I'm talking about. And so it gets into the sense of where we get into people pleasing, where we don't say things or we lack the comfortability with confrontation because we because we're scared of confrontation or we're scared of stepping on toes or we're scared of hurting people's feelings we don't say no because we think they're going to reject me if you struggled with rejection growing up whether it was through a parent whether it was through friendships you had with people you became very dependent on always doing things or always being there or always over supporting when you didn't receive it back that you begin to think if I don't do this they're going to reject me and I don't want to feel that feeling so I'm going to overdo you only got to please nobody and truly if you're trying to people please you're always going to be in a hamster wheel because people pleasing never results in anything but heartache Partially because people don't know what they want. People's feelings change on a daily basis. Sometimes I don't know what I want. And so if we come to a space of always wanting to please people, we get into the mindset of I cannot hurt this person's feelings for for my own self-care sake. And I can't hurt this people's feelings. Be honest, like be 100 percent real with you. Is that going to make you comfortable? And if it's not, say no. Say no. What is the problem with saying no? And I understand that because I went through that. I am an old people pleaser's child. And it became a thing where I couldn't do anything because it was all about perfection and people pleasing. I didn't want to hurt this person's feelings because I didn't want to feel like I wasn't loyal to them. Or I didn't want to 
walk away from this situation because it was no longer serving me because I didn't want to get the reaction of the other person or I didn't want the other person to feel hurt. But what was happening was I was hurting all the while they weren't even thinking about that. It was just a thing of themselves. And so we really have to address what that might be and what that looks like. Another thing is that we struggle with confidence. We're not confident enough to say no. We're not confident enough to put boundaries in place. And all that boils down to is your identity. Who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know the things that might have have impacted your identity or caused holes in your identity to make you not feel confident in standing on your own two feet and being bold about it? Additionally, with that, we may have trauma. We may have had situations where us speaking up caused people to um, actually point us out and we might have been hurt from that. Or every time we did speak up, we were automatically shut down. So the idea of actually speaking up scares us. The idea of opening our mouth and saying what we need scares us. We don't tell people what we need. We almost assume they know what we need. And because we think they know, we get angry and disappointed when they don't fulfill it. And because they don't fulfill it, it's because they truly just don't know. And a part of that is we're projecting our traumas, we're projecting our feelings, and we're projecting the things that have hurt us in the past and putting it on a person and creating an expectation for them to fulfill. And it's all really based in you healing, healing, and debunking the place that you don't like to address debunking the place that scares you to go there, debunking the place that causes you to be 100% vulnerable and weak before God and causes you to be weak even in front of a counselor. And because we don't choose vulnerability, because we don't choose the weak spaces, we often think that if I'm weak, then I'm never going to get out of this or I'm scared of what that may look like on the other side. And so much of our lack of boundaries has a lot to do with the traumas we've experienced or we create so many walls or we create so much of a boundary that no one can get in. That we aren't even okay with being vulnerable with people because we're so guarded. And I'm not talking about boundaries to the point of guarding yourself. I'm talking about boundaries to the point of keeping yourself emotionally safe that doesn't require you being not a human or not, or I want to say not a human, but not being in a way you can relate and you can share and you can be open. Because when we have so many walls up, it's so hard to people get for people to get in and then we isolate. You isolate yourself away from people. And that is not that is not what God wants us to experience. He wants us to experience relationship. And so it becomes also a place, lastly, where we overthink. We overthink what somebody's going to say. We overthink what somebody's going to do and all of these things. So when I go back to the questions of what is your definition of boundaries? What does your lack of bound? Where does your lack of boundaries show up? What are some of the things that come up for you when saying no? And what are some of the difficulties you have with saying no and listening out in that order of those questions and reasons and so to make this practical and how we start overcoming boundaries is one we have to have introspection we have to be able to be honest with ourselves and say I'm honestly struggling with this 
I struggle with saying no to people. I struggle with boundaries in my money. I struggle with overspending because I feel good when I overspend. All these aspects tied to boundaries. And so a way to be able to kind of practically do this is practice. This takes practice. I wasn't born with it. Some people are born just not caring what people think. And that's totally fine. That wasn't me. What helped me was constantly affirming me, learning my identity, going to counseling and talking through it and having someone who is very skilled in understanding boundaries and help me to understand understand that it doesn't have to be obligatory, where I have to feel obligated to do or share or give or anything of that nature. And not in a way where I'm building up a wall, but in a way where if I feel like I can't do it at the time because of whatever reason, I just say no and don't care. And that took years of time to learn it wasn't easy but I had to unpack why I was people pleasing why I felt rejected why I had trauma with other people why did I always overthink or when I was triggered I can recognize now even now when I'm triggered off of old people that have left my life and I'm triggered and I'm thinking about them like I can recognize that now of just like what that looks like and I'm able to talk myself through it so it takes practice it takes it takes you talking through it. It can be as simple as if somebody messes up your order at a place that you literally say, I don't want this and give it back to them. It can be as simple as when you go get cash out of the bank for your allowance. This is just an example. You do not go back to the bank until you re re uh, replenish your your allowance. It's creating a boundary of stopping Especially when it comes to relationships. I also think this has a lot to do with with accountability where we have people in our life we can go to to help us talk through this because it's not something you learn overnight and it's not something that you also learn. And I also learned that the more boundaries I put up with when it came to relationships, the more people who came into my life that understood my boundaries and never questioned it. Or they also respected it so much that it was not even a thing to them. Or they don't get upset when I don't support in the, the way they other people in the past have thought I should support them. And so you have to be mindful of this and just understanding. I may do a part two where I go de- very much so in depth about boundaries within relationships because I feel like that's the biggest one at this point boundaries within our friendships and family relationships and all of those things so if you have specific questions about boundaries or situations of that nature send me an email I'll put it in the link in the description send me an email and I'll answer it because I really do think that this is something we have to learn and understand because boundaries are the ticket to be able for us to like have peace in a lot of areas to protect our peace, y'all. You don't have to feel obligated. Jesus did not feel obligated to tell them, it's not my time. I'm not going. You know why? Because he was very clear on his identity. He knew that at the end of the day, even if they reject me, that's fine because I know what I'm here to do. And he also wasn't there to try to people please them. He was confident. He understood. And he was very clear on it. And so it makes sense to understand that why we have to get this or, or why this is so important. So that's all I have for today. I probably will come back knowing me. I'll probably come back and go into way more detail. This, but I wanted to give you all an overview. And if this episode was really good to you, share it with somebody. But also share it with me on social media that you listened. 
Um, I love when y'all do that. All right, so that's all for this week. I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you soon. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.